There we go. We're live. Welcome to the Low Castle. Uh, we don't have a name for this podcast yet. We're going to have to come up with something. Yeah, we'll make something. We'll yeah. So this is James. Uh, we worked together with Dan, and we decided to do a podcast together because the world needs two more white boys making a podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. This so, is the uh, podcasts are the 21st century version of 90s high school kids deciding to make a band. Exactly. So I w immediately, we were talking about this in pre-show. I'm just going to show it real quick. Uh, share screen. Oh, you can share video files now. Oh, my God. That's so cool. I can't wait. Okay. Um, boom. So this is the Nebraska Liberty Caucus. I'm not going to show you a bunch. Um, and I don't know how well you can see what I have here. Um, boom. Just give some privacy to some people. I don't have any porn up. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Should have looked at that first. Anyway, so I have been getting gaslit all fucking day. So now you guys are going to be here with me on this. Um, Candace Owens made a website slash app called Social Autopsy back in like 2015. It's been a bit, but not too long ago. And the design, this was designed to, if you were bullying someone on the internet, they would find you, get your personal information, like your address, um, number, your social media profiles, all of that. And they would put it on this website so people could find it and find you and report you. And all of that stuff it had pictures, all of that. It That's was insane. designed for children because she wanted to correct bad behavior. That meant this bitch wanted to take children's personal information and put it on the internet in a place that was easy to find. <laughs> and nobody believes that this happened. I've been all day, like, people are like, oh, Candace Owens needs to run for president. You can see here, there are 17 comments and three positive reactions. Almost all of those comments, like, one of those comments, I can't show it because I don't want to, like, out somebody. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to yeah. click off of this because of that. Uh, it's like, okay, I don't see what the big deal is. This is the Republican Liberty caucus of nebraska and they don't know why that's a problem what is going on i don't i don't get it they may be the liberty caucus but they're still republicans oh my god you gotta remember that part dude it's, it's not you're not in like the anarchist party it's it's not that it's a bunch of republicans that might like weed it's really not gonna be much better and even so, I have backup in here. The like the vice chair, um, yes, James does. That's a cool screen name. I like it. Um, <laughs> the vice chair is in here. Like, no, all of this is true, and she's a terrible person. Everything he's saying is correct, and everyone else is like, nah. It's like, dude, she's an activist that's working on like congressional and senate campaigns in the Republican Party. She's connected. If she's telling you that this is true, you should probably listen. And like, I'm an activist that's worked on, you know, granted in the Libertarian Party, 
yeah. Senate campaigns, congressional campaigns, governor campaigns. I'm not as well connected as she is because I'm a libertarian, but I've heard things too. This bitch is crazy. And it, it comes down to, as much as the Republicans like to talk about race with, um, in regards to politics, they are terrible about when they find a black person who says what they want want them to say about just writing that shit to the moon. It's just, all it really is, is a counter to, I think they really do it as a reaction to the left doing it, where the left is like, oh, well, you're just a bunch of racist white guys, so we don't care what you're saying. So they're saying, okay, well, we'll get a black person to say the same thing. I think mm. it's just a, a really shitty feedback loop between the two. Yeah. Are you playing the podcast on the phone? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find out how to get the link to it so I can send it around. Oh, uh, I'll post the link in the uh, private chat for the YouTube version. Right. How's that? Okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, this thing must have a good pickup. That's really quiet. I can barely hear it. I mean, your mic sounds good, so yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm disappointed I haven't seen either of you smoking weed yet. Um, I live in Nebraska, sir. Uh, we did pick up some Delta 8. Uh, the first couple times it was really nice. Since then, it just calms me down and lets me sleep, which is mostly what I you want. Quick, so I'm pretty hip. You got a quick tolerance to it, right? I did too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 gotta, I, don't, I don't think it's as strong as what I think it is. Like No. And we're doing not. like, like there's, uh, I guess it's called a dab. I'm really going to show how stupid I am here. Uh, it's like a, a little oil thing and you stick a, a heater thing into it, like, like suck through that. And ours hooks up into like a, you can hook it up into a bong. So um, that makes it a little bit less death on your throat. Um I like, I like, I like that it helps. I would really like to have a different way to take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely makes me cough more than any of the other stuff. And like I said, the quick tolerance thing's rough because my, I think my insomnia, part of it's genetic, part of it's probably like ADHD connected. So I just, I need to be zoinked in order for my thoughts to mellow out enough for me to fall asleep. And it doesn't sure. do that. Yeah. So I end up, I end up in a bit of a tough spot. But, so uh, in the private chat is the link for the YouTube video. Yeah, I found it on YouTube and I was able to share it around. I was looking okay. at it on uh, Facebook. I feel like I get a lens flare. What the? Uh, you have a screen on behind you over your or behind your left shoulder or right shoulder. Other way, that way, the second one. That? No, the other way. There's a, like a TV on or a mirror or something. Is there not? It looks no. like it. Huh. Or a light or something? No. Like it looks like there's a fireplace and a light inside of it. Oh yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, that's my that's my furnace. Maybe if I like there. There, boom, that helped the lens flare yeah, a little bit. There you boom, go. There we go. <laughs> we're, we're a professional podcast, everyone. We'll get it down. We'll get it yeah, down. Yeah. I'm I'm in I'm in the hottest room in my house. It's uh eighty one degrees right now. I would die. Oh, I mean, I'm not comfortable, but. So this is actually, this is the hot, if I, um, I have a vent, uh, cause it's a small room. Yeah. I have a vent that if I leave it open, like it is now, it can get pretty warm in here. I typically like stuff a blanket up there so that it feeds the heat into the rest of the house because the rest of the house is cold and my wife freezes. Yeah. 
So yeah, my girlfriend gets cold pretty easily. I have a dream that like there's there's got to be a woman out there that doesn't get cold when it's below seventy five, right? Like, I mean, a hoe never gets cold, but I don't know if you want one of those. (laughs) It's it's really up to you. (laughs) As T Short says, you can't make a hoe out of a housewife. So I mean, she won't get cold, but you don't want to marry her. That that's been a that song's been a trend on TikTok. Have you seen that? I don't know if you I, have TikTok or not. No, no. Uh, that it's so, one of the one of the apps that I strayed away from. I never I, I think I downloaded it for like a day. And then I was like, oh, this is like another country spyware. I already have American spyware. I don't want Chinese spyware. And I I figure at this it. point I the all the spies know who I am. So Yeah, they probably know who I am too. Um, dude, oh my god, dude. <laughs> This is um, okay. This will this will go bad. This ties into the spy and the the government agencies and stuff. Um, so David Hogg and <laughs> <laughs> good start. Go that, on, uh, David Hogg and that uh, that Brooklyn dad dude. It turns out he isn't from Brooklyn. The Brooklyn dad guy on Twitter who's like the resistance, who's like eat like eats Biden's ass and he claims to be from the resistance. Um, very resisting to follow every major corporation or an industry. Um, dad defiant. Yeah. Yeah. That's him. Uh, okay. He's a tool. Um, but anyway, he tweeted out that he remembers nine 11, but the insurrection on January 6th was worse. And hundreds of people in okay. the comments were agreeing. There were people that said I was in New York and watched the towers fall and January 6th was worse. And David Hogg retweeted it. And I said, you guys are pathetic. If this scared you, wait until you see a real insurrection. It's going to be pretty funny. Yeah. And I had so- six people comment and say, um, FBI, you should take a look at this kid. And someone else was like, oh, you're going to be the one to lead the real insurrection. I was like, I'm not leading anything. You better I'm hope afraid. not because I'll be successful. Motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I'll do better. Than, I'll do better than some magatards bro i would <laughs> totally roll out so i i'm offended that, like it it bothers me it genuinely bothers me that they call it an insurrection yeah a couple of fucking hillbillies running around in a government building is not a goddamn insurrection what we did in iran is a fucking insurrection okay yeah. or <laughs> any of the other what, yeah. 109 a, countries we did it yeah. in yeah yeah, there's that map I showed you. You could you could probably pull that up too. It's like every country that America has either uh, bombed, sanctioned, or overthrown a government in, and it's like almost the entire map is red. There's like eight countries that aren't red. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I, and then uh, there were four or five people tagging the FBI, saying they need to take a look at me because I didn't care that some lawmakers were scared of some rednecks. They were legitimately like worried I was a terrorist. And I was like, you don't understand how unimportant I am. If the FBI wanted me, I'm very public with my opinions. If the FBI wanted me, they'd have me by now. But I'm not important. They don't care. I'm just, I'm just, I'm like. <laughs> not a real answer. <laughs> good times, good times. Yeah, uh, it was ridiculous. There were so many people that were like, ah. And then I was, uh, I, I think exactly what I said was, um, if you think a bunch of, you know what? I'm going to pull up. I'm not going to, actually, I'm not going to try to find the tweet because I had 400 likes and I think I had probably hundreds of comments I responded to. So I'm not going to find the original tweet. 
but it mm-hmm. was somewhere along the lines of um, if you guys think a couple, like if you guys think a couple dumb rednecks, I used a different. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't think I used Hicks. I don't think I used Rubes. Something along those lines. But I was like, mm-hmm. you guys think a bunch of like dumb Trump supporters going into a building, knocking a few things over and sitting in Pelosi's chair is an insurrection. Just wait till you see a real insurrection. And they, everyone started freaking out. And someone was like, five people died. You're going to say that it was just some people knocking things over when five people died. And then I was like, I don't, I didn't really care anyway. Like I wasn't too invested, but I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, how many people died uh, in the riots that went over the entire summer? And someone literally said, you using whataboutism with Black Lives Matter just shows that you're racist and don't have an argument. And I was like, I never mentioned Black Lives Matter. I could have been talking about Antifa. I could have been talking about the Proud Boys. I could have been talking about many people that committed riots and committed violence over the summer. And everyone started like dogpiling on me. And um, the the thing that annoyed me the most, which this is just what happens when you deal with the people that are that are bought into that uh, Republican versus Democrat dichotomy. And they think the whole world, you're either a Republican or a Democrat. They don't know that like, this is the political compass and they're here. So they, they just don't get it. Um, but I had a lot of people telling me that I was like a Trump supporter, a QAnon dude, just like the craziest things. And I was like, you don't want to know my feelings on those guys. Cause they're probably almost as negative as my feeling towards yours guys. Uh, if not more so. But yeah, that was a. It's always fun to get called a a Democrat by Republicans and a Trump supporter by Democrats. It's always it's always yeah. a fun gig. I I always find it funny because, like, even in in that fucking Republican group, uh, we were arguing about something, and I don't remember what it was, but someone someone was talking shit. And I, I said something to the, to the effect of, dude, I don't know why you're coming at me. Because I think they called me a Democrat and asked why I was in there. I'm like, bro, I am further to the right than you could possibly be. Oh, There's yeah. no one else in this group who's further to the right than me. Yeah. Because I, would... I, I am on the fucking end line. I'm a market yeah. anarchist. Therefore, I am as far to the right as you can go. Yeah. I like, had. A, oh, I, I, there's no way that you're further to the right than everyone here. And I, one of the one of the, the founding members is the guy that brought me in. And he's messaging me like, "Please, please, just go easy on him." <laughs> oh yeah, you're right wing. How many races do you hate? It's like that's their perception of what it means. <laughs> <laughs> How many minorities blocked you on Twitter, bro? You're not right wing. Yeah, I had the same thing happen with a. Uh, I was talking to a, a marine. I'm not gonna say who because I don't. I'm not really into like browbeating specific people. Um, I don't try to attack people. I try to go after ideas. I mean, sometimes if someone really yeah. pisses me off, I'll screw up. But I try to go after ideas. Um, I mean, but I, I think it's perfectly fair to go after an idea and say the person's fucking stupid. Oh yeah, I I, I do typically, but um, I I res- I resolved my conflict with this person, so. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> Fucking dumb. Oh, sorry. Uh, for for the audio people later, uh, Thomas Queter had a uh, comment. I thought it was hilarious when I got called a socialist for being in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, real capitalist walk. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So I was talking to this marine. Um, 
And she was like I said, I, the the main reason I don't want to I don't want to browbeat is because we've resolved our conflicts. So I don't want to like, ah, you're stupid because they're mm-hmm. not. And we've we've come to some level of an agreement, some extent. Um, but they were fresh in boot camp, and the indoctrination that libertarians here happens in boot camp is worse than we think it is. It's really bad. Like she was straight up. Uh, I saying, was in. I was in uh the army so yeah oh yeah so so you know but mm-hmm. she was uh she was in marine boot camp and she was saying like quoting like this was a quote that she said to me she was like i'm over here fighting for your freedom if i wasn't doing what i'm doing you'd have all these muslims running into america blowing up your houses raping your girlfriend like they genuinely believe that that all these like children that they're bombing are like actual monsters that want to come here and murder our family for our freedom, not because we've been bombing them for 70 years. That that has nothing to do with it. They're just mad about our freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I was I was basically giving the classic like anarchist anti-war speech, Smedley Butler type stuff, you know, real not leftist, not liberal anti-war speech. Good old right wing war is bad, not only for them, but it's bad for us as well. Puts our security at risk, wastes a bunch of our money, sends our kids to die, and then we're also butchering civilians in seven countries right now. It's there's no upside to it. It it doesn't make us safer. It makes us less safe. And she was like, "Oh, you liberal snowflake!" And I was like, "I am more right wing than you could possibly imagine. You you don't know how far to the right I am. This has nothing to do with right or left wing. This is just simply not thinking it's okay to invade other people's countries." But yeah, it's, it's, I really do think, I think some of it comes from like being indoctrinated in a government school system. I think that's where most of it comes from where it's, and then you, on top of that, it, the, all the media only shows Democrat versus Republican. So if you're something else, you don't really get any, you don't really get talked about. You don't really get any of the spotlight. No one really understands your ideas. I've I've talked to – I go out of my way to try to talk to people that are kind of on the normie side of things and introduce them to these ideas. I've had three people that follow me on Snapchat and see all the crazy stuff I post on my story message me and be like, you know what? I was, I was kind of conservative or I was kind of liberal when I started, when I added you. But ever since looking at what you post every day, they were like, I'm, I'm done with this stupid, with the state. I'm done. I'm, I'm an anarchist now. You convinced me. Um, I have, I've had some people that have reached out to me on various social medias that I've talked to. And all of them are like, oh my God, I felt like this my whole life. I felt like I didn't fit in. I'm so glad there's finally an ideology for the idea of leaving people alone that aren't hurting anyone. And I always, I never liked the government. I never liked any of this, never liked any of that. And of course, some of them, some of them are like Bernie bros or some of them were Trump supporters. And cause that's the closest thing to what their ideas were. Um, right. But it was still extremely far off. So I think there's a lot more uh, anarchists in the world than even they know. Cause they have all the ideas, but they're like, Oh, I guess, I guess I'll go with the Republicans cause they're closer than the Democrats. Or I guess I'll go with the Democrats cause they're closer than the Republicans, but they don't like either. But if you talk to most people just walking down the street, most of them are at least libertarian, mm-hmm. at least in yeah. principle, they advocate for like, they want free healthcare. They want free college. They want the government to do everything for them. But you ask them like philosophies and theories, like, do you think you own yourself? 
Do you think you should get to use force against someone for doing something you don't like in their own home? People tend to be libertarian, but they think they're, they basically, they think that they're keeping the beliefs of leaving people alone, but they also think it's okay to lock someone in a cage for selling a plant. So they're a little confused, but I think a lot more people are libertarian than give themselves credit for or anyone else gives them credit for. I think they just need that little push. I always tell everyone, I always give them the, uh, the Mises Institute has a free has a uh, free copy of the PDF for Anatomy of the State. That's the first book I always recommend to people. I was like, you might have to look up the uh, who, who words that with one? pages. Rothbard. It's like the fifty-page okay. book that disassembles the state and says the state is not a welfare system. The state is not a security protection company. The state is not this. The state is not this. The state is nothing more than a monopoly on violence and a monopoly on justice. And he basically breaks down uh, is that the state is not the people. He was like, if the state was the people, that means all the people that were murdered in the Holocaust committed suicide. But the state is not the people. So they didn't commit suicide. They were murdered by an organized band of criminals, as Lysander Spooner would have put it, who might even be better for for the intro people. Both of them write kind of uh, academically, so neither one of them are the easiest reads, but I think they're both worth it. I... My, look, my extent of libertarian reading is um, Michael Malice's The New Right. I, I haven't read it yet, but I'm a huge Michael Malice fan, so I'd like to. I Well, that I don't know if it counts. Like, it depends on how you define Thomas Sowell, but his uh, black redneck and white liberal was actually... Um, it was a painful read for me because... I'm Scottish, and in order to for him to present what a black redneck was, he had to first go talk about all of the reasons my culture kind of sucks. <laughs> hey, what's up, Carl? Like that Scottish guy on the roof in that one YouTube video. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Wait, wait, wait. Where, the, where the fuck am I supposed to put my weight? I can't put it in. I'll go right through the roof. It's just this angry Scottish dude on a roof, and he's like this chubby dude, and this guy's like, well, you got, don't don't shift your weight. Don't shift your weight. You'll go through the roof. This goes like, well, where the fuck am I supposed to put my weight? It's hilarious. Just this <laughs> angry Scottish kid. But uh, yeah, I'd like to read the new right. I I'd like. I just haven't. I mean, I have a lot of books I'd like to read. I just haven't gotten any of them. I mean, I got like I, Max, I, Max Sterner's book right there. I got more theory than I can even handle in my room. I I typically hate reading books like that though because it's like. I am the kind of, I and it, I, it's probably because I'm a lot more like artistically inclined. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, tell me a story. Yeah. I get a lot more, a lot more of my outlook on life comes from like C.S. Lewis. Mm -hmm. Not because of like the screw tape letters, but because of Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. That's, that's what made an impact on me growing up. And, uh, like Drist, uh, Bob Salvatore's Dark Elf books mm. actually um, have a lot to do with like the way I view life. Yeah. Because someone told me a story um, that I could interact with and, and really ruminate on. And I think, um, and I know everyone's going to immediately say Ayn Rand. I know. Um, but like we need to tell libertarian stories. Yeah. I don't the, know who uh, this person is, but they said hi. Hey, oh, yeah, I don't know who it is either. Um, they might say their name, and then I'll be like, oh, what's up? 
Uh, the Iron Web by Larkin Rose, I've heard is basically the novel version of uh, The Most Dangerous Superstition, which is his teardown of the concept of government authority. And I, he has a book, it, some, Something Something Iron Web. If you look up Larkin Rose Iron Web, I'm sure you can find it. But I've heard a lot of people say that's like a great novel. It's basically the novel version of his theory book. So it, it definitely sounds like an interesting read. Like I said, I haven't gotten to it because I probably have 35 books in my room that I haven't even gotten through yet. I have more, but related to this stuff, a lot of the other ones are just uh, fiction books, like dark, dark humory type stuff, like uh, Chuck Palahniuk type stuff, um, Fight Club type thing. I, I Actually, I do have Fight Club. I haven't read it. I watched the movie, obviously. But uh, Choke by Chuck Palahniuk is – yeah, yeah, that's that's it. I've heard that's a, uh, a, great, a great read that kind of breaks down the concept of the most dangerous superstition, but it's actually in like a novel format. Like I said, I haven't gotten to it yet, but some friends that I have very similar uh, interests in and very similar tastes in art and stuff, they uh, – in art and novel – yeah, that's it. That's the book. It's it's basically that book, but in novel form. Sorry, I wasn't trying to distract you. I'm trying to like give people, kind of let people see the things that you're talking about. I yeah, guess. yeah, I get it. You're good. Okay. But yeah, so that's like the uh, that's the the theory version. It's kind of like a teardown of the state, and then mm -hmm. the Iron Web is the the novel version of that book. I'd like to read both, maybe at some point um, when I have a little more time. But I go through stages with reading. Uh, I think public school ruined reading for me by making me read a bunch of garbage books I had no interest in. He doesn't uh, have an audible version for the Iron Web. He only has one for uh, uh, what was the other one? Sorry, I'm bad. Most dangerous but, superstition. Yeah, there's an audio version of that, but not like to me the 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 like the the fiction well, <laughs> fiction uh, <laughs> the fiction one should be the one that has the the audio book. I I want to I want to learn to like. Not learn, but I want to start doing like voiceovers for audiobooks for like because there's a lot of libertarians that'll write books mm -hmm. and um and then just leave it. Yeah, won't I think do there's a lot books. of people. There's a lot of people that that I've met that only do audiobooks. Mm -hmm. So it you'd it, it would make a lot of theory a lot more accessible. Um, I don't know. Maybe he did the theory as an audiobook because that tends to be a bit more uh dense and academic and people are less likely to read it themselves whereas a story people are maybe more likely to read it or maybe he just hasn't gotten time because i believe the iron web is a newer book than 2009 the, the other one was newer really iron web came out in 2009 the other one came out in 2011 oh wow yeah i don't, I don't know then his new one is parasites on parade that was 2019 that's a fun title i like that I really I, I like his content. If anyone needs a new YouTuber to watch, check out Larkin Rose. He always goes on really cool rants on all kinds of things. He, did, he even did a rant on veganism, and he was talking about um, how it's okay if they don't want to eat meat but be consistent. And he was basically saying, he was like, all life is not worth the same. He was like, every time you go on a walk, you probably crush hundreds of lives by every bug you step on. An ant's life is not worth the same as a dog. A dog's life is not worth the same as a monkey's. A monkey's life is not worth the same as a person. And he basically goes through all these concepts and uh, 
makes much better arguments than I could. And is basically like, all right, challenge this. Okay, challenge this. And then he just like sets down the concrete behind him so you can't challenge it by making it like logically airtight. It's a cool dude. I like his stuff. He doesn't do debates often though. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure why. I don't think he likes the grandstanding. Um I mean I hate doing debates too. Yeah. I I I'll do Unless it's the- telling Dan that pink is a better color than yellow for the Libertarian Party. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> no, I missed it. His he had a debate me stream where the guy didn't show up. So he was just sitting there like, oh, I have nothing to talk about. And I popped in. I'm like, why the fuck are we using yellow? It's ugly. Blue is like this nice calming color. It kind of tells you the, the Democrats are here to give you a hug. And Republicans are red. It's a color of passion and violence. They're going to go win us all the oil in the Middle East. And we have fucking yellow. <laughs> Gold and prosperity, I guess. Uh, it just it looks like piss to me. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not particularly. Excited. Oh, and this person is Esau. Oh, what's up, man? Yeah, good friend of mine. Please, please follow the like <laughs> us on like us on YouTube and follow uh, whatever be, this podcast is going to be. Yeah, there will be more. Uh, we're doing this every other week. Yeah, and I'll probably like I'll probably do episodes and other things on yeah. off weeks. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll get super famous and we'll have to do it like every day or something. I don't know. I mean, if, if I'm, it pays I'm not, the bills. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not gonna complain. I mean, my I've I've pretty much already uh given myself up that the liberty movement is my is my life dedication. I don't really have uh any other skills or knowledge that I could put into another job. Um and then I think between all of my angry rants on every form of social media, I'm pretty sure if any employer looks at it, um, I've probably ruined my chances of going anywhere more uh, more uh, polished, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of threw that out the window by saying that like all cops are disgusting, violent criminals. So I, I've probably ruined my chances for anything other than the liberty movement, and this is what I want to do anyway. So, I mean, yeah, if we can make this a full-time gig, I'm down. Yeah, I've I am currently living the meme and learning to code because I've had trouble finding a new job. Uh, I'm I'm gonna get rid of your I'm gonna get rid of your jobs or you or your frack. Better learn to code. Joe Biden's coming. <laughs> so have you been following any of the um What's the word? Trump's on trial. Have you followed any of it? No, because I don't really care. (laughs) I don't either. I was hoping you could lead us on that one for a few Uh, minutes. (laughs) I've 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 gone more down like the agorist pipeline where my I live my life like the government doesn't exist, and I just I I just try to disregard it. I I don't I when I was like on the. When I was like on the hardcore ANCAP life, I was like, oh, let's try to get rid of the state. But now I'm just I'm just going to ignore it. I mean, if, if they get mad at me, then oh, well. But until that happens, I'm just I'm just going to act like they don't exist. I'm going to keep my money. I'm going to grow my own fruits and vegetables. I'm going to stockpile weapons, precious metals, and crypto. And just wait for the collapse to happen and wait for it to be over. And then from there, hopefully we can restart something better and more people can leave me alone. But yeah, I haven't really paid much attention. Um, I've heard, I think I know the motive though, because 
a lot of people are like, he's out of office. What's the point? Because um, he can run again. And they yeah, that, can. that's the thing, is that if they impeach him, the Senate can vote to bar him from ever running again. And that's why they're doing this. They don't care that he said, we're going to march to the Capitol. Because I don't even understand their argument that that's like an incitement of an insurrection. First of all, I don't think it was an insurrection. If it was, it was the most pathetic insurrection I've right. ever seen in my life. Second of all, I don't see how we're going to march to the Capitol is... I don't see how that's worse than if you see any of these people yeah. in the restaurant, go harass them. Yeah, go harass Pelosi. them. I think there was even more. There was that. Uh, oh, there were. Yeah, a lot of them were saying that shit. Maxine Waters said some crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, they, they have been like, agitating for violence. Yeah. Shut up for violence for a long time. They've, they've been telling and, people like straight up go start fires. They're basically yeah. like they're basically on that point. It's like just, look. To be fair, I cheered when they burned down that cop shop. That, oh, I didn't care. Yeah. That was the one. I'd, yeah, that's what got me a lot of heat on that. That I, I said I was in that Twitter thread where. Uh, David Hogg and that Brooklyn dad guy were, who's not from Brooklyn to anyone listening. He's not from Brooklyn. So go bully him for not being from where he claims he's from. Um, or at least not living where he claims he's living. Maybe he's from Brooklyn. I don't really know about his story and I don't really care that much. Um, he's just, he's just another, uh, resist part of the resistance who says everything that all the corporate media, all corporations, and all sports team agree with. Great resistance. You got everyone behind you. Um, I don't know if you're still the resistance with everyone behind you, but everyone's on your side, so keep resisting. Um, but David Hogg and Brooklyn Dad said that a bunch of rubes running into a public building, knocking some things over, and then leaving uh, was worse than 9-11. Uh, and I was like, if you guys think this is an insurrection, it's going to be pretty funny when you see a real insurrection. And a bunch of people were like, uh, FBI, come take a look at this 20-year-old who doesn't you, take that seriously. You know the, the FBI is like, oh, no, we've done real insurrections. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah, they were like, no, we've actually, like, we, we've killed a lot of people. This isn't how you do an insurrection. <laughs> you took out maybe five people, and two of them, two or three of them died after the fact. One of them was shot in the throat by a cop, and then the other one was a cop who got trampled. It's This ain't no insurrection, bro. Calm down. Um, but yeah, but, so. but to be fair, AOC almost died in the, in the building that wasn't in the wrong created. building. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was, she, I was standing behind the bathroom. Did you see the, uh, do you remember that show called factor fiction? Um, there was not off the top of my head. I, I forget the name of the guy who did it, but it, it was basically a show where they'd show three stories and sometimes they were like spooky. Sometimes there was some ghost stuff. Sometimes there was some near death stuff. And then he'd go through and he'd be like, which of these stories do you think is true? This one. Be like, you thought it was this one? Didn't happen. This one? False. This one? Never happened. So some guy ended up, if, if I had it on, I mean, I can't, I can probably send it to you and you could play it. Could you play that if I sent it to you? Um, could we yeah, do like a, so. a screen share so. thing? All right, I'll try to get it to you. Um, it shouldn't take too long. But uh, well, yeah. while you're doing that, there is something I want to touch on because yeah, it, go for it. Um, they were talking. There was a poll done after um, a couple of weeks ago, so the results just came out, and 
one of the interesting things is the political violence answer. And this is weird to me because um, the question it, uh, appears to have been, um, I'm trying to find, if elected leaders will not protect America, the people must do it themselves, even if it requires taking violent actions. Mm -hmm. um, more than two-thirds of Americans disagree with that statement. To which I answer, how? If the government isn't doing their one job, how else do you fix it? I'm pretty sure the Constitution gives us, or no, not the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence gives us the right to abolish the government when it I doesn't. I mean, it's almost more of a, a command than a right. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. no, this needs to happen. Yeah, like, it's like, you gotta take that down. And it was like, four in ten Republicans support taking violent actions if elected leaders fail to act. And they're going to get branded as the the crazy ones. And it's like, no, there are, what is that? 68% of people in this country are willing to live in a yeah. dictatorship. Because it's easy? Like, what's your rationale? Because... The thing is, oh, I sent that video on on a messenger. Um, yeah, but the thing is that these they they deify the state. That's the problem. They see it as a like you could you saw so many the day that that uh that the Capitol riot happened. I'm comfortable calling it a riot. I don't think it was an insurrection. Oh, right, right, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'd call it a riot. Um, but they were like, oh. They, and people were saying this to me on Twitter too, in that thread that I got in trouble in for uh, for saying that you're pathetic if you think I said I think I said you should seek help if you think that a bunch of rubes running into a public building, knocking some things over, and leaving is equal to planes flying into buildings and murdering thousands of people. Um, and then someone's like, five people died. Oh yeah, this is funny. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Here. It's false. And the bathroom door starts going like this. No way. Like the bathroom door is behind me. Not this time. Oh, rather in front of me. And I'm like this, and the door hinges right here. No. And I just hear, where is she? Where is she? It's an urban legend that never happened. This was the moment where I thought everything was over. No chance. It never happened. Here. That's false. There's another. There's one more sending in a similar uh, strand. Yeah, just sent. That one's shorter, but that that one's pretty funny too. And so that one's. YouTube, worse. don't take us down for only time being on this video. It's for satirical purposes. Yes, it falls it within true. fair use. So go fuck yourselves. <laughs> oh, we're gonna make fun of this. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. So you want the other one? Yeah. Uh, the last me... one. I'm I'm done after this. this is... You look adorable. I love it. No, you're not. I'm not going to put you on camera, but you look adorable. Can you take this one up with you? You're the best. I love you. They're not on right. It looks cute. <laughs> you're not supposed to put it on camera. 
I'm on camera. You're not. No, I'm saying like you're not recording. No, I'm live. What's that? <laughs> so she's working on cosplay, and it looks really cute. Oh. Um. Sorry. Let me Dude, set this. this. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna love this. Oh dear. <laughs> Here we go. Hinges right here, and I just hear, "Where is she?" And um. I thought everything was over. Hinges right here. And I just hear. <laughs> Where is she? Where is she <laughs> indeed? Oh, man. These three guys in MAGA hats ran up to me in Chicago at three in the morning <laughs> and threw bleach on me. Dude, oh my god. Yo, so she got mad at people. That video went viral on Twitter, and she tweeted out, was like, anyone who tweeted out hashtag Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett or anyone who tweeted out AOC Live lied, go out to everyone who tweeted that and mass report them and get those tweets taken down. She was, like, furious that people found out she was in a different building. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. And the thing is, if, if she would have just said, look, I wasn't there. I was a, a building or two away. It was still kind of scary. There was a riot going yeah. on very close. Yeah, okay. Right. I get that. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. But that's like the dude that's like uh, the reporter who's like, the helicopter in front of us got oh, hit yeah. by an RPG and blew up. Like, what? Ryan Shut Williams, the right? fuck up, man. I think that was Brian like, it's, it's like those guys – me being in the army, one of the things I will always say, uh, I was on an air base. I had two drinks a night in a swimming pool with internet when I deployed. So you're not going to hear any of this bullshit out of me. And like, if you ever hear me start talking about how badass I was, refer back to this and know that I'm lying. Yeah. But there are these motherfuckers that'll go in and were cooks in in like non scary places or air defenders like me. And they'll have these stories of capturing Taliban with an Abrams that they piece together and shut the fuck up, man. Most people are perfectly happy when you say I was in the military. They're like, that's yeah. awesome. You're brave. Thank you. That's how most people are going to respond. Yeah. Take that and roll the fuck on. You don't need to be a fucking Navy SEAL, man. I feel like I, I worked in a restaurant, and I feel like the the people who come in in their full uniform oh, and and beg for their for their veterans discount. I feel like those are the guys that did the least. The ones who actually did stuff don't want to talk. Almost about. always, almost always. Yeah, and um, I like I have a few uh, like libertarian anarchist friends that used to be in the military, and that's what turned them into libertarians and anarchists. Oh yeah, and they never want to talk about what happened because they were at, they actually did stuff, so they don't want to talk about it. And then the yeah. ones who never did anything, yeah, you know, it was pretty cool. There, there was one time I drank I drank too many beers on base. I threw up in the toilet. So I mean, almost died. It's pretty hardcore. <laughs> I, so the thing is, you can. And and maybe when I say you, um, like maybe our listeners or you personally can't, but for me, it's it, it's in the eyes. You can almost always tell. People who have done it have a different look in their eyes. And I, anytime I'm dealing with a veteran, it takes two seconds to look in their eyes and be like, combat vet or not. Yeah. I feel like they have that. Uh, this is going to sound bad. 
but I feel like they kind of have that like shift in their eyes that some like really high functioning autistic people do kind of like what Ayn Rand had, like whenever she would do an interview where she'd kind of have like that, that death stare and then she'd like look away a lot. I feel like they kind of have that going on. And that's when I'm like, eh, you probably, probably been it's, out there. I mean, it, it's similar to that, I would say, but it, yeah, it feels different. Like to say that someone has dead eyes is kind of a cruel thing to say, mm-hmm. but look, when you take a life, you lose part of your soul. Yeah. There's no way around that. Yeah. And people who have had to do it, especially more than once, you can see part of their soul missing. Yeah. Um, and, and it does kind of look like that. And definitely like um, with, when you're dealing with veterans, like I'm not a combat veteran, but I'm also going to put myself in a place in a restaurant where I can see all the exits. Yeah. Uh, I'm not letting a lot of people sit behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those kinds of actions are things that we all learn. Yeah. But as far as like the guys that have done it, it's, there's just differences and you can, yeah, you can pick I've, it up pretty quick. I've had them straight up tell me like, it takes a part of you. Like they said those words, they were like, it takes yeah. parts. It's fucking horrific that are, and that's the government that's supposed to keep us safe is what's making them do that. There's so there no was, other reason. In, in my unit, and I always found this sad, funny, ironic, you know, all the, all the emotions, really. There was a guy in our unit. Um, and look, I was in air defense. So all of the NC, all the people who promote really well in, in air defense are mm-hmm. black or masons or typically both. And I think I think the Mason thing is just like black NCOs use that as their social club. I think I'm not exactly sure how that works, but in my unit, all of the senior NCOs were black, all of the platoon sergeants were black, except for um, off and on there was one white guy. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, all of these other NCOs were pretty much lifetime air defense NCOs. The white guy was not um and there was always like like he was so chill he was probably the smartest person in our in our battery he did like he was the guy like if i was having trouble he was he was a launcher dog and i was uh fire control so we shouldn't have even really interacted much but if i was having issues man i'd go to him and be like man can can we talk can you help me out here and he he was the guy for that Mm-hmm. Um, and you could tell with him, he was the one, he was the NCO of all of our NCOs that had actually been there and done yeah. it. And all of these other guys, um, not all of them. Cause there were, there were other good NCOs, but a lot of the, the higher up NCOs who outranked him had this attitude, like they were the shit and you could always tell there were those moments where they were really flexing and you would look over at him and he would have this kind of cocky half smile. Like, okay, I am not threatened by you. I will take you apart in a minute if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that's gotta be a weird place to be. Like, cause he knows he's, he's a better leader, a better man than all of these other guys that have mostly gotten to where they are by being part of the network. Yeah. Um, 
at least in my battery. I, I don't want to project that on like certainly not all black MCOs. And again, even in my battery, there were some good ones. Um, we're going above my battery into the battalion level. Um, again, so there's still a lot of black NCOs because just that's the culture in air defense. And I don't know yeah. why it just is, uh, wonderful. There were wonderful NCOs sprinkled at, throughout there. There were some shitty ones. I just feel like my battery had all the shitty ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and again, then you have this guy that's just like, you can tell he's a stone cold killer. Mm-hmm. And just not bothered by these dudes. And it's like, yeah. man, how do you get there? Uh, I feel like there were some bigger things we had to uh, <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at the time. I was like, damn. Uh, I think we wanted to hit that uh, Star Wars, right? I mean, it was an idea. We don't have to. I mean, do have- I, don't, I don't have... I don't have too much to say about it. Uh, I guess the one thing I would say is not to storm to her defense, but I don't, I think what she said could have, I think you could categorize it as an exaggeration to say that what's happening to conservatives now with being canceled and being attacked by their neighbors is comparative to what the Nazis went through well before the Holocaust happened. Cause it was a long Long yeah. title. She was like talking that. about kind of the beginning where yeah, it was just starting. Yes. So she's saying this is this is the start point. Yes. And and again, I so what I said what I said today was um her saying that was a bit of a stretch. But it was not nearly as much of a stretch as a couple of rednecks invading the the <laughs> Capitol building and calling that an insurrection. Yeah. So my that's where I'm my biggest thing was I what I what I said to a few people is you can say it's an exaggeration. I'm okay with you calling it an exaggeration, but to say it's hateful or anti-Semitic to say these people went through a terrible thing and we're going through a similar bad thing, I don't see how that's hateful or anti-Semitic. It, I think the only thing you could categorize it as an exaggeration, and even that, I'm not sure because there there's probably there probably are some parallels. I mean, AOC was saying how she wants a re-education camp for. Trump supporters and how we need to out these people and make their addresses public and make their info public. It's, it is dark, but I don't, I don't think it's the same. I think mm, I'm going to be treading, treading some thin ice here. Good. That, that'll be the podcast name. Treading on thin ice. I like it. I like it. We might get, we might actually go with that. <laughs> or at least um, like thin ice or something like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I could do that. Um, <sighs> Obviously, what happened to the Jews in the Holocaust was fucking god-awful. There's not a debate. Well, I mean, there's some dumb people yeah, out there that will debate that. But the mild debate. The thing is, you don't really hear about the Romani. You don't really hear about um, the, the people that the Turks murdered. Armenians? Yeah, thank you. Um, you, like there's there were you don't, you don't hear about the hundred million Russians that were killed by right. the Bolsheviks leading up to the Holocaust, or yeah, before, and, not leading up to, but well before. Yeah, I mean there's there's a lot of Genocide. massacres and genocides yeah. that were happening around that time. Some worse, like under Stalin, 40, almost 40, 40, 45 million people killed. numerically. Now, now maybe was over sixty million close. Like yeah. between sixty and hundred, I think that number's at. Yeah. Now, granted, there was probably less Jews in Germany, so those numbers could have been higher if there were more Jews in Germany. So, yeah, possibly. 
whatever. Um, that is the only one we talk about, though. Yeah. But there is a little bit of, like, yes, this shitty thing happened, and you should never go through that again. But you don't get to shut down what other people are saying because you're like the one group that people acknowledge that that happened to. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, and, and maybe, maybe that should be on us to change the conversation. And instead of comparing things to the Jews during the Holocaust, we compare it to the Romani or the millions of Russians or Chinese who were killed and, and all of that. Maybe, maybe that's how we fix that problem. Yeah. But it's like, probably. there's only yeah. one, group that really gets a lot of sympathy for what happened to them during that time and they're fiercely protective of that sympathy oh don't do you don't you don't dare touch that and look i get it like you should be that was shitty yeah i don't want that to happen to anyone except maybe the friend no i'm just kidding not the French. I'm mostly French. No matter how much they deserve it. I'm just kidding. Maybe maybe all politicians. Politicians, up. sir. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I, care. I almost said something as a joke that would have probably gotten me canceled. Whew. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be canceled any further, dude. Go for it. All, all, all of my spicy I'm opinions. still looking for a job, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, there's one of us. <laughs> my job's gonna stay in the libertarian field so i don't think there's anything i could say i mean i'm sure there's some people I'm, I'm gonna be rejected by like the loser brigade or something but i don't think any important people in the libertarian field are gonna have an issue with me but um yeah it, it is kind of crazy that the the harping on that like just the other day um i forget there some international court has finally decided to investigate israel for 80 years of war crimes against the Palestinian people and Benjamin Netanyahu, one of the worst scumbags on earth, other than maybe yep. like the Saudis or the Americans or something, or maybe China. I think, I think those are like the four worst countries for the world. Uh, America, China, Israel, and Saudi Arabia. Um, Do we want to throw Russia in there under Putin? They've kind of research. I think they're, they're fifth. We'll just leave them at fifth. And, and yeah, I could see that. Cause I don't, I think they're worst for their own people than the world. I don't see Russia as too much of a threat to the entire world. Whereas we're in seven wars right now. Um, China yeah. is buying Africa and buying America and enslaving and us. Legitimately has concentration camps. Yeah. And I believe that the death count is rising to the death count of the Holocaust and no one cares or talks about it. Um, but yeah, so anyway, there's there yeah, there's a lot of awful countries right now. But anyway, um, Netanyahu had the gall. I thought this. I audibly went, "Oh my god!" when this happened because I thought this was just disgusting. I think anytime someone invokes um, a hate for an entire group as an excuse. I always think it's disgusting because mm -hmm. it really happens and you're discrediting all the times it actually happens. Absolutely. Like he, he was saying, he said that an international court was made to prevent anything like the Holocaust that happened to the Jewish people. And now that international court is being used to investigate the one home of the Jewish people, as he said, for their fake war crimes which are not very fake. Uh, I can show you pictures of 14-year-olds with their legs blown off from Israel's sniper rifles while playing soccer. 
this isn't this isn't uh this isn't fake. I mean, just in 2014, just in the summer of 2014, Israel killed 524 children in one summer of one year. And they're like, oh, these are fake war crimes. And then he had the nerve to say that it was anti-Semitic. And once again, he had to invoke the Holocaust to say, oh, look, we're the only people that have had to suffer. And it was it was rough. But um, I feel like there was one more thing. We wanted to hit the the Star well, Wars. I, I want to piggyback on that a little split. bit. Yeah, let, let's. Because let's I, and I've, I've noticed this in life. And I, I think we know, like, this is not going to be information that other people don't know. Yeah. It's something that you might not think about very often. People who have been abused have a high propensity to be abusers. We mm -hmm. see this a lot with like childhood victims of sex crimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think it stops there. I think if if you are abused, part of your coping mechanism is to desensitize to it, and that makes you a better chance to, well, a higher chance to be an abuser yourself. Yeah, you don't have the same. I'm not a doctor. I could be wrong. Blah blah blah. But yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. I feel like that might be going on here a little bit. I could see that. Um, and I think that that's going on in American politics because you have certain people who are claiming to speak for minority groups who have been abused mm -hmm. using that to abuse others. You mean uh, Harvard having segregated graduations oh, and, and yes. blacks only comedy night? <laughs> here's the thing. I am actually, I am perfectly okay oh, with I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Do you, homie? I don't care. But then don't bitch when, if some white guy decides to do the same. Yeah, I'm that, not that, going to go to that. That's my thing. My thing. Oh, my yeah. My highest value, I've said this all the time, my highest value is consistency. Absolutely. I would take a consistent tanky. I think that's kind of an oxymoron, but I would take a consistent <laughs> I would take a consistent tanky over an inconsistent libertarian. I don't know if I'd be friends with him, but I'd rather talk to the consistent tanky than the inconsistent libertarian easily. It's not even a comparison. So if consistency is my highest value, then yes. If then you're you gonna hate ninety eight percent of humans. I do. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's gotten worse over the years, but yeah, it's, I'd say 98% could be. I, like I'm at this place where I, I don't feel like I am that principled of a person. And yet I keep finding myself in these, in these arguments where it's like, Jesus, fuck you. People have no principles. Yeah. <laughs> am I, I, I just short selling myself here? <laughs> I try to be as principled as I can. That's, that's probably my highest uh, my high, my highest moral compass, I'd say, is consistency, and my consistency is with self ownership. So I think that I think that consistency puts me in some level of conventional morality anyway. But my personal morality is consistency, and my code is self ownership. So I still end up in conventional yeah. morality, but for same end, different reasoning to get there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would I would definitely say that there's a lot of same it's it's in every group there's republicans that are inconsistent about democrats democrats are inconsistent about republicans every race of people are inconsistent with like oh we can do this but you can't do this um it's it's constant i mean like this is just one example this is this this first episode and we're already going to be all over twitter is like racist nazis but another thing is um don't forget to share this on twitter because i don't have one anymore we we denied the holocaust <laughs> 
by saying other genocides happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, we discredit it. But the one thing is there's like, there's certain racial groups that have their own fashion or have their own style. And sometimes mm -hmm. they'll take a style from a certain group. Like I've seen one thing that happened was like space buns, which is like you have two little, little buns on the tops of your head. Mm -hmm. um, well, there's like a lot of people in the black community do that because they have their hair naturally kind of goes out. So they just yeah. kind of do the two buns on the side and some white girls did it. And everyone's like, Oh my God, this is racist. This is cultural appropriation. But there's a lot of people in the same community that straighten their hair or wear wigs from white people's hair. So it's not cultural appropriation because we're the dominant culture and they're just trying to survive in our dominance. That will be their argument. At least they have an argument. I mean, I don't. I, don't I mean, know it's I, something like an argument, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know that I buy it, but at least they have an argument. I'll. I, I'll. Give, I'll give them more credit that the that they acknowledge it and they decided to justify it. I'll give them more credit than acting like it's not a thing. So, good. Good on them. Oh, I actually know him. That's Joey. That's my homie. Um, but F follow us and and tune in for the next. Follow episode, us everywhere. Joey. I, I actually, I actually, I actually have another podcast called Crossroads of Liberty, and he's one of the one of the the co-hosts for that. So that's actually from my other podcast, Ro Roads to Liberty. Yeah, my 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 other my other Liberty name podcast. So like to the, the first all the Liberty names. The first podcast I was on, and they still exist, is Roads to Liberty. So that's funny to me. Crossroads <laughs> of Liberty. We got a little. Yeah, it's totally there. different, guys. And 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 we're of not two. So, you know, there's that difference, too. Oh, All right. Man. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't Google it. We didn't Google the name. <laughs> I was just because Jer New Jersey has the thing called the crossroads where there's like a little there's like a nice complex and stuff. And it's like one of the popular. Area. I think it was from one of the wars, but it's like a historical part of Jersey is the crossroads. So we wanted to make something tied to Jersey. Still about liberty. We're like, hey, crossroads of liberty. Sounds right. Boom. There you go. Um, I made the art for it. I got a, I did like an ANCAP flag with like the black and yellow background and then a crab that has like rocket launchers on his back, um, to cover the militancy of the, the violent, violent libertarians and the insurrectionists that overthrew the Capitol by walking in, stealing a podium and leaving, uh, after following in a man wearing horns on his head. Uh, but I f yeah, okay, so now we're talking about the, the insurrection again, talking about the White House again. I feel like the last thing that we should cover is that uh, the Republican Party split. I'm excited, but I'm excited for a different reason than the Republicans in this alternative party are. My hope, and I, I hope for this more than anything. Well, not more than anything. My goal is that the government and central bankers dissolve overnight, but I don't think that's going to happen. So... <laughs> The next best thing I can hope for is more decentralization, more splintering. The biggest issue I've run into when talking to people is the only reason people only know Republican and Democrat because those are the two parties. That's who runs everything. We got a duopoly here, and the I'm not the biggest George Washington fan. I mean, the whole Whiskey Rebellion thing kind of threw me off. The whole I'm going to fight a revolution over a 3% tax, and then I'm going to impose a 25% tax, and if you don't pay it, I'll stick the military on you. Eh, I think I kind of lose some credit. But the one thing he got right is that we should stay away from party systems and especially a two-party system, and that's exactly what we did, and then the country fell apart. But what I think could happen is I'm hoping that if the Republicans break apart, you get the – the newer kind of counter anti-establishment 
Republican Party of the Trumpers go this way, the uh, even scummier waste of human life like Mitch McConnell go this way. Now you have two parties. My hope is that the Democrats see this and they do the same thing. AOC, That's, Bernie. There's those fractures guys, there. There are real fractures there. Fra there are real fractures, and I hope the parties break apart. Because if AOC, Bernie, those are the two biggest ones in like the progressives. Elizabeth Warren, the maybe. The squad, yeah. Yeah, the squad. If those guys go this way, and then the establishment, like Hillary Clinton, that's basically blue Lindsey Graham, go this way, and both parties break in half, one, one, all those parties are going to get less votes. Yeah. So gross. That's one of my buddies uh, on Facebook. Yeah, let's let's kick him out. I'm down. Let's 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 kick him out and not let anyone else in. <laughs> I think that's a good one. I mean, look, okay. I've always said like the best the best first step is gonna be breaking America down into like six to ten independent countries. Yeah. For, like a mutual defense free trade pact. Yeah, but I think if those if those guys if those two parties if all if those if the two parties breaking half into four parties. One, all of those parties are going to take votes from each other, which is cool. But second of all, I think that would allow other alternative parties to come in and we'll end up with the one good thing that the Europeans have going, which is multiple parties, where we'd be able to I have... I think the Green Party would fold because they would just meld into the kind of the, like AOC. the AOC. The Bernie, yeah. But like, then the you, would, you would have like five, five... Um, Five parties, because yeah. if that happens, then people are going to look at the libertarians. Because no longer will the excuse be, "Well, there's they only two win. parties." Yeah, and and I think that that would like look. Most people are still going to say that, but there are going to be people who say, "Well, my excuse is gone. Let me look at this more seriously." Yeah. And I still think the libertarian party would end up being the fifth party. They would be the weakest of the five, but mm -hmm. they would. Yeah, you know, we're. They're pulling victories. Chris Powell just won a city council seat in, in uh, Oklahoma. Like we're pulling those kinds of victories. I mean, I think if this happens, we start pulling bigger victories. Let Let's say the Democrats, Republicans, and Democrat Part Two, Republican Part Two. Let's say they each take let's five parties. Let's say they all get like about twenty percent, and then let's say Libertarians get fifteen percent. That's fifteen times what we usually get mm -hmm. in a presidential run. And um, then we leverage that into educating people about why this whole process is fucking stupid anyway, and we shouldn't have governments. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, th I think that's the the Meekock take on it is educate people as compared to try and actually win. Because uh, if you try to win, you're going to end up with milk toast Andy Craig types, and that's not the way to go. So I I personally, but I don't I don't really care about any political party. I'm not. I think I'm. I think I registered for the Libertarian Party when I was 17. I've never voted once, and I don't really plan on it, um, unless like a perfect clone of Ron Paul decides to run, um, or better yet, some like some perfect clone of Rothbard ends up running somehow. I I I'd throw a vote that I, way. But I other vote than that, for. I make sure to go to vote because like marijuana has been on the ballot the last three times. Yeah. Uh, there, I, I'm always going to go to vote against every every attempt to levy more taxes. Yeah, and then I'll throw votes to the libertarians because at least, at least if a, if we had a libertarian government, they're going to lube it before they stick it in. And if I have no choice in it getting stuck in, I would like the lube, please. Yeah, that's just how I look at it. Yeah, and I, I get the argument that voting is violence. I simply say yes, it is, and I am using violence defensively. Yeah.
but we are uh, well over an hour and i really have to go pee are you ready to wrap uh yeah i'm fine i'm down to do hour 15 minute episodes if you'd like or we could stop now i don't really care i mean i'm i would i'd like to keep between like an hour and an hour and a half maybe hour and a half being like amazingly long episode hour being a somewhat shorter one hour 15 being average i don't care i mean this is our first episode we got we got time to uh yeah. To kind of move what we're doing. We got some time to work out the system. Yeah. Um, but I do have to really pee, so let's let's get out of here. I'll, I'll do better next time. All right. All right. Uh, so, everyone, thank you, for, thank you for joining us on the uh, Thin Ice podcast. Uh, we'll see you next screen. time. Two weeks. Every other week, guys. 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. Bye. Bye-bye.